Hi, everyone. Welcome to the News Agent Podcast. I'm Susie Lysett, Senior Content Executive at Goodlord. Today, I'm joined by Stephen Brown, founder, member and volunteer mentor at Agents Together. I think you're director of Stephen J. Brown Consultancy. I know that you do a lot of good work with charities and so on as well, computers for schools, for example. So obviously, you, you do wear a lot of different hats. I was wondering if first, if you could perhaps just tell us a bit about that, you know, uh, the different areas that you work in and your expertise. Okay, so... My background was I started as an estate agent um, and I'll let you, I'll let, as I know you have plenty of viewers, this has got to be very secret, so please don't tell anybody. But when I started, I think it was about 30 years ago, I don't think I sold or let, oh, I, I was on the sales side, so I don't think I sold a property for the first nine months. The property market was incredibly challenging at the times. So people that bought properties for a hundred thousand in the area that I was working in were struggling to sell them for sixty thousand. Um fortunately I had a nice boss and he didn't kick me out. He kept faith with me. And um fourteen months later, um I ended up being branch manager. A couple of years later I ended up being um one of the directors and I ended up looking after all the systems and processes of training of um, 100 colleagues. And then I ended up, um, due to my wife um, being ill, um, working for myself. And I have been, I think it's coming up to the 10th year, could be the ninth year, 10th year, where I work with estate agents and letting agents nationwide. I've just got a very simple aim, or two simple aims, whoever I work with. I just want to generate more revenue for their business. And I also want them to be better than they were before they um, had dealings with me. So um, and the third thing now is actually I want them to be um, I want them to be great estate agents. And there's a difference between average estate agents and good estate agents and great estate agents. And a lot of the estate agents that go to training courses, whether it's my own, whether it's anybody others. There's two types of um, agents out there or letting agents. One that are very happy to self-develop and take action and are happy to be held accountable. And the others who are what I call shelf developers, where they think, oh, I've got to listen to Stephen Brown again or whatever other trainer. Oh, it's just ticking a box. And literally they take notes and then it goes on the shelf and they never look at them ever again. Hopefully the ones that I work with are the self-developments that continuously want to improve and get better and raise the standards in the industry. So that's the Stephen J. Brown consultancy side. And then um, my part, my wife passed away 15 months ago and about um, six weeks before she passed away, I started a campaign called Laptops of Schools. Um, as of today, just under £108,000 has been raised and 1,010 laptops and tablets have been distributed throughout the UK via estate agents, um, some football clubs, um, and it has made an incredible difference to the amount of people. I'm also grateful to Good Lord because uh, I know they've um, contributed and thank you to every single person that's got involved. And it's never too late. So if you want to get involved, um, I've got agents. I've got about 10 or 15 agents there every month donate £10 per sale or £10 per let. Um, and then for every five lets um, they have, I then send them um, a tablet. If they have 20 lets or 20 sales, I then send them a laptop and then they can give it to a school of their choice. 
So it's a win for it's a win for everybody. You know, it's close to my heart. So every laptop tablet that goes out, you know, it's a lovely memory um, in my wife's name for um, the agent. Obviously, it helps them. Um, and more importantly, the families and the schools and the children that need help are, you know, getting getting support, which at times they thought they weren't going to get. So so hopefully that answers your question in a very long winded answer. No, it definitely does. But it, it seems like you're doing a lot of good work and uh, obviously having an impact, which is great. And it all started because you had a boss that seemed to encourage you, I guess, back, back, back at the start when it was the nine, first nine months with no sales. Um, so it's uh, it's impressive that uh, that exp- experience and expertise that you've managed to pull together. Um, well, Stephen, I know that previously you, you collaborated with us on NewsAgent for a webinar. Um, at the webinar at that time, it was how to grow your business using your current customers. Um, that's still available on the NewsAgent site for anybody that didn't get a chance to join us on that occasion you can go and find it and watch it on demand or you can listen to it in fact as a recording uh, on the podcast as well um, but today we're still going to be focusing on landlords and looking a bit at what opportunities agents may be missing I suppose you've already uh, answered <laughs> part in part uh, that as well you know looking at training and things like that and uh, really getting stuck in and really making the most of that kind of opportunity I mean perhaps let's let's start there that's a good place to start it's a very big topic um, you know what uh, what kind of advice would you have for agents in the training arena to make sure that they're not missing opportunities there oh well there's loads but I want to share with you a story actually that happened re- that happened recently which I think is very relevant um, so I'm a very sad person um, and on the Saturday morning I saw the property investment show was on a, um, Excel so I took my remarkable And I decided to go down there and see what it's all about because property investor shows, what do you expect to see there? Landlords. So um, I thought I'd go and do some market research. Um, And it was a really interesting exercise. So um, I spoke to seven, I spoke to seven landlords there. Out of those seven landlords, they had 79 properties between them. Okay. all of them were there because they were interested in growing their um, property empire, as I call it, or property portfolio, as most normal people call it. Um, and so that was one interesting takeaway. Um, the second interesting takeaway for me was I asked them um, how many of their letting agents had actually sat down with them and asked them when was the last time a letting agent had sat down with them and taking them for a coffee to maximise their investment. Never. Okay. And then I said to them, you know, would you be interested in maximising your investment? Yeah, of course we would. Okay. So um, that was the first bit. And then I said, you know, would you have any friends, family, neighbours or colleagues? They're also landlords. And I said, Jeff, we do. So I think, would they also be interested in maximising their investment? Yes. And just by asking that question, you know, I ended up with potentially loads of opportunities there. So, again, and what was also interesting, there were 6,000 people at this show. Okay, There was about three or four letting agents exhibiting there. So there was a massive opportunity, massive opportunity. There was also a property, the Property Investor Network, had a had a stand there 
So I went up to them and, and I think from memory, they've got 90 pin networks throughout the UK. And I said, how many estate agents or letting agents actually attend these? There are opportunities for letting agents to join these pin networks. Yes, you may have to pay for it, but guess who the people are that you're going to be talking to? Landlords. Okay. So again, another opportunity. So I suppose to come back to your question in a roundabout way, training, networking. What are you doing to network full stop? And then coming back, you've most probably got your existing um, landlords as well. So when was the last time you put on a landlord event? Because how many different um, legislations were there um, that came out via coronavirus? I think there's about 47 different legislations that happened while coronavirus was happening. Okay, just don't ask me to name them. Okay, but I know your guest on the next show, Paul Champolino, ask him to name them because he's very good. Okay, so and in fact, Paul was exhibiting there and Landlord Action were exhibiting there. So and and Paul had some really good slides on on this information there that would help people. But go and educate people and also ask them all to bring a friend that's a landlord to come along. Okay, because I'm sure they'd be interested in doing it. Now, I know you, good Lord, recently published a um, what's going on with rents around the UK. Again, really interesting stuff. How many rents? What's happened to rents in your area over the course of the last year? Most probably gone up a lot. Now, I know from experience because my son was looking to rent a property earlier last year. There were 30 people to see every one property we went to see. Um, and people and and the tenants realised this, so they were ending up paying up to two hundred pounds more than what the rent advertised was. Now, actually, if you think for a landlord, what will be the return on their investment now with rents growing? So again, that's a conversation to have. So coming back, then there is gold sitting in a an estate agents, a letting agents customer base. Okay, so all your existing landlords, your previous market appraisals, maybe you haven't won, your withdrawns, you're let by other agents, your contractors as well, um, your raving fans, people that absolutely love you. You know, awesome. You know, can you help us? You know, we've got this particular tenant. This is what they're looking for um, and go from there. You know, I was recounting this story yesterday from my Green and Co days where a lady came in um, and she wanted a three bed masonette in Aberdare Gardens. Um, had nothing. OK, so um, I decided to go on my customer base. I went on all those various categories that were on there Um and this is stuff that we had sold previously. So every single thing withdrawn, previous market appraisals, people living in that road, called every single one. And um, it's very easy to give up. So I could quite easily, like everybody said, no, 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 no. So you have to make rejection your best friend. Okay. And um, it was literally the last call I made, the 40th call. And the landlady said, yes, I've got a property, but I've just given it to your competitors next door. So I said, please, can I have a one off hearing? Yes. 
and um, my resident tenant took it for three years. Okay, so again, it's about being the best agents are very, very proactive. It's about being a matchmaker. You know, yes, there's a shortage of landlords. Yes, there's a shortage of supply and properties. But be a matchmaker, be a deal maker. You know, go through your customer base and try and put them together because there's opportunities out there in order to do that. Um, so, again, it's just for me, I would be spending every day for one hour going through my customer base, um, having conversations with people, trying to add value, you know, trying to talk to them. Because I can guarantee you there's plenty of people, even your existing landlords, that have bought properties through your competitors. Okay, but you may not even know about it. So, again, one really simple question. We discussed it on the webinar. Really simple question. Can I ask you, is this your only property or is it part of a larger property empire? Now, why I say empire is as an icebreaker. You know, people just laugh. <laughs> I wish I had an empire. But rather than a portfolio, that's why I do it, because it just relaxes people um, and they laugh. So for me, ask that question. Um, the, <laughs> the best one I ever had was this was a new start. I was doing a training session for them. Um, and they asked that question on their first day. And the landlord said, um, yeah, I've got a few. So he said, oh, how many is a few? 780 across the UK. And this guy's face said, sorry, what's that? 700? And he was like in shock. Now, they were throughout the whole country. But here's the point. Some of the people listening to this may be members of RAN. They may be members of the Guild, you know, so there's plenty of opportunities, referral opportunities to say, well, actually, you know what, your properties may be all round. You know what we can do. We work in these with, you know, these particular companies. Um, they may be able to sit down, take you for a coffee to maximize your investment, especially what's gone on in the rental market over the last year or so. You know, when's a good time to go for a coffee? Um, and most people are happy to go for a coffee because they want to maximize their investment. They want to have a conversation with you. So, again, it's just making the most of the opportunities. And for me, every single person you come across is an opportunity. My boys laugh whenever I'm out in the street. You know, I know people and start talking. Um, you know, I play walking football a lot. So um, one of the first, this was one of the first conversations. Okay, and now I got lucky. So it was a guy, I said, oh, what do you do for a living? So he goes, I'm a professional landlord. But that's playing walking football. So I said, OK, great. So I said, um, so how many properties you've got in your pro property empire? So he laughed. He goes, I've got 25. So I said, um, are you interested in um, taking some money out and buying some more and adding to it to grow it into a kingdom? And he said, yes. OK. And then I said to him, when was the last time your letting agent offered to take you for a coffee to maximise your investment? Never. OK, you're interested? Yes. That's good. So I see him every Friday. So plenty of time to give and have a coffee with him and discuss it with him. But the point is, wherever you are, there's an opportunity and you'll be surprised how many landlords there are out there. But you've got to, you've got to have these conversations. You've got to have these questions. Um, and these questions actually cost you nothing. So it cost me a train fare to Kurt to Excel to go and speak to um, all the landlords there. Now, they have six other events throughout the UK be interesting to know how many letting agents actually go to these events because you are going to meet landlords there that's why they're there 
probably a lot more now if people are listening in <laughs> the next one will be packed with letting agents everybody will jump on board um no it certainly seems that having those one-on-one conversations and actually getting you know landlords whether it's on the phone whether it's meeting them face-to-face preferably having those uh, conversations you can certainly delve a little bit deeper and just ask the right questions i mean you touch on legislation and sharing you know that kind of information um with uh, with landlords already but what would you say to landlords currently who might be that might be a little um, reticent about diving into the market, investing more into the market at the minute. Um, you know, how would you talk to them about perhaps the uncertainties in the market and whether it is still a good investment to, uh, to you know, to take out more properties? Okay, so again, it's finding where um, where these opportunities are, whether they're buying for income or whether they're buying for capital appreciation. And then it's saying, right, you know what, this is the best place for income. This is the best place for capital appreciation. Um, Let's see what we can find you. Um, The easiest way to grow anybody's lettings books is to go to your existing landlords and do an equity check um, and get them to buy one more. Now, if they buy one more, you know, they already know you. They already like you. They already trust you. Um, but again, it's just adding value, you know, so we have a queen speech, you know, we know, we know what's coming up legislation wise. Um, so again, it's just educating people, having those conversations, you know, potentially this is happening. Okay. So you need to get your ducks in order. You've got the energy performance certificates, carbon monoxide, and all these changes are going to be taking place. It's a reason to have a conversation with your landlord, you know, and most letting agents what's their stay in touch policy so again you know for me i'd be trying to convert my let only landlords into fully managed um, and explaining the benefit of having fully managed property to them and how much time it's going to save them you know do they really want a tenant calling them at three o'clock in the morning to say i've been locked out again for the 10th night in a row because i got drunk or whatever it is you know taking that stress giving them that peace of mind you know saying to the landlord that we've got trusted contractors that can take part to take all of it and then break it down you know actually I was talking to somebody was trying to sell me something the other day and what I liked was and I told him this I ended up saying can I ask you who does your training and he goes why do you want to know that because I said I just like the way that actually you didn't break it down for over the year but you didn't break it down monthly or weekly but you broke the amount down daily so actually break your management fee down daily and you'll most probably find roughly it could be anything between three pounds to four pounds. So really less than maybe I don't know what Starbucks costs because I don't drink coffee. But, you know, for the price of a cup of coffee a day, you know, we can take the stress out of managing a property. And by the way, do you know, your fees are tax deductible as well. So, you know, why wouldn't you want to use a letting agent to manage your property? No, it is true that when it comes to, you know, all the legislation, things going on in the industry, as long as you've got a, an, if you've got an agent behind you, then it can obviously help to manage that and sort of balance it a little bit. Um, I, I actually, I had a question um, for you, Stephen. I was having a look at your site and I noticed that you talk about mystery shopping and actually going in and experiencing some of these agencies for yourself. I mean, what kind of um, advice would you give to agents to perhaps think a bit like their landlords uh, or see what their landlords would be seeing and perhaps make changes in terms of the opportunities that they may be missing out on there? You know, obviously landlords at the minute or the number of properties, there aren't really 
as many out there, stocks quite low. So just making sure that landlords are not slipping through their fingers <laughs> just purely by the first impressions. Okay, so this is going to sound very scary and people are going to think, no, this really doesn't happen. Okay, but I promise you it does happen. So um, I will phone up if I'm doing potentially some work with an agent. um, I would just phone them up and um, just a simple phone call. So um, I'm thinking of letting my property out. Um, I'm going to get a few agents around. Can you give me an idea as to how much you charge? So um, we won't get beaten on fees. Our standard fees are this. We tailor our fees to you. Um, Let me go and speak to my manager. okay? Um, And then they don't give the answer. okay? And then I go, okay, brilliant. Thanks very much. I'll call you back. okay? But they never took my name and number. okay? Now, I know that sounds really, really basic and crazy. But again, it's just a simple thing. Please take people's name and number. And then, you know, once you get a once you do get a call and you get their name and number, just in case you get cut off. And again, this person who's trying to sell me something said, just in case we get cut off, can I take your name and number, please? Okay. now I'm awkward when I do the mystery shops because I do one for one okay, or one for seven one. So they don't know my number. Okay, because I want them to ask for it to see whether they ask for it. So, again, that's just a, a really, really simple thing. Then I would ask, you know, who recommended you to us? Because um, there's a subliminal message that most of your business comes from recommendations. So I'd always ask who recommended me. So that so that's the first thing. And then again, you know, can I ask what's your reason for requirements? So I know let's, a lot of um, lettings agents have sales attached to it. Okay, so you've got buy to let investors calling into your office. Okay, great opportunity. So it's sales and lettings. So does the sales team go right? I'm going to introduce you to our lettings manager who's going to go through and discuss the whole process with you. So for me, everything I would try and do is how can I add value to that landlord? How can I make myself stand out? Because it is a very competitive market out there. So it's about adding value. So, right, I'm going to get my letting director or just, again, you know, simple things. Educate your sales department, you know, to ask the question, can I ask, is this your first buy to let or is it part of a larger property empire? Because there's a, an opportunity if they've got more than one in order in order to do that. So that's definitely um, one thing I'll be doing. Um, and then, again, simple question, you know, are you looking for income? Or are you looking for capital appreciation? Because then all of a sudden you go, oh, you know what? I'm talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about. It's not, it's not just an order taker and writing things down. You know, so you want somebody who knows who knows what they're doing. Um, and there's a lot of um, opportunities between sales and lettings that gets missed on both sides. So, you know, again, another opportunity for um, on the sales side when somebody reg- registering, they may be in rented accommodation. OK, so, you know, what's your reason for moving? Um, oh, the, land- the landlord's looking to rent out the property now and it's too much money and we've decided we want to buy anyway. So if it's in your postcode, there's an opportunity there. And um, again, you know, I did some work this week and it was really interesting. I said... On average, how many people do you register on a weekly basis? And they said 100. And I said, out of those 100, how many 
have local postcodes in your area? They said, we don't know. So I said, well, what do you mean you don't know? We don't take tenants postcodes when they register. So I said, well, hold on a second, because we did this research at Green & Co. And 80% of our tenants move locally, 80%. So there was a postcode there. And guess what? You know, we've been going 30 years at the time. So we've got a massive customer base. So potentially we may have been there. We may have the landlord's details already. You know, we don't need to go and search him out. We've got his name and number there. And then it's just a phone call to make. So, again, it's it's making the most of those opportunities. So especially, you know, buy-to-let investors are, you know, a, a big thing. Um, and I'll be speaking to all my buy-to-let investors and, you know, let them in, let the lettings um, colleagues speak to them, introduce themselves. And again, if it's a buy-to-let investor, you know, my question would be, can I ask you, you know, is this your first buy-to-let, second, third, or, you know, how experienced are you? If it's the first one, send them a guide because they don't, they're not going to know the process. They're not going to know about the, all the different types of legislation there are, are out there. So, you know, brilliant, Susie, thanks very much for registering. It's lovely speaking to you today. Um, here's a guide of, you know, to go through buy to let that will help you. And there's loads of mortgage brokers out there that provide these guides. In fact, I'm sure the government, if you go onto their website, provide a guide on buy to lets and being a landlord. So, again, there's loads of stuff you can add value and help. So if they are calling three or four agents, first of all, they're seeing somebody who's really, really helpful, somebody who's trying to add value, give them information compared to other people. It's just, yeah, let me take your name and number. I'll get somebody to call you and you never hear from them, you know, and that and that's scary. Now, I've been I've been to and this is post or oh, pre um, COVID and all of that. And right move used to do um, their seminars. Um, they get all the estate agents or letting agents to come along. And here's really interesting. We're going to play um, uh, Bruce Forsyth now with you, okay? So see if you can guess. I'm going to go higher or lower. Play, play your cards right with Susie today. Okay, so I went along and there were 170 um, letting agents there and they had all been mystery shopped, okay? And the mystery shop was, I'm a tenant, I'm looking to rent, I'm looking to rent X, Y, and Z but I'm also looking to rent my property out. Okay. So 170 agents got asked this question. If you receive this email, would you reply in one hour, the same day or the next day? What do you think 170 people said? I'm going to assume it should be within the hour, but I'm going to say probably the next day. (laughs) 170 hands shot out in the hour. Okay. What do you think the reality was? Not within the hour. <laughs> yeah. What percentage did never call back? Cool. Ten? Higher. Oh, blimey. 30? Higher. Okay, let's go too high. Let's go 80. 80 spot on. Oh, blimey. <laughs> Scary, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Now, for a, a letting agent, what was the most important part of that um, email? Of the 20% that replied... Only 10% asked about that rental property. Wow. Okay. So that's scary. Now, people will be listening to this and go, it doesn't happen in our office. We make the most of every email that comes through. Okay. Maybe you do. Let's hope you do. Let's give you all the benefit of the doubt. Okay. But look at your processes. Look at your procedures. 
make sure you're making the most of every opportunity. So, you know, that's with emails. That's with um, people that are in rented accommodation in your area. That's with um, tenants that have got postcodes in your area. You know, making sure you're making most of it. It's also if uh, a tenant finds through another agent, but they stay in your area, that's another opportunity. Okay, after 21 days on a let only, that's an opportunity to be calling the landlord to make sure the tenants have settled in. Okay, after one month, it's another opportunity to be calling the landlord to make sure they post paid the first month's rent. Because if they haven't or they've been a bad tenant, that's a great opportunity to convert from let only to fully managed. So, again, it's just making the most of all the opportunities and all the opportunities are there in front of you. It's just coming back to your question about training. It's about sitting down with your colleagues and training and reinforcing it and creating the habits. And my, do you know what my favourite C word is? Careful now. I don't think I could guess on that one. <laughs> That's lucky. Okay. Consistency. Okay. So That's it's consistently word. doing this day in, day out. So for me, I'll be having training a minimum of once a week half an hour with my colleagues, making sure we are maximising every single opportunity we're doing, you know, having the conversations, you know, how do we ask a landlord whether they've got, um, you know, one property or more than one property? Are we asking that question every single time we speak to, you know, a landlord, a buy-to-let investor and just making the most of it? It also seems to come down to just organisation as well, I guess, in terms of, yes, setting up the processes, but then making sure that once you've got those systems in place, you have a way of tracking it, knowing at what stage your landlords are at and making sure, like you say, that you can update everybody that knew that might be arriving into the agency, asking the right questions at the right time um, and almost setting up scenarios for if somebody walks in with this question make sure that you're doing this you know whether it is sending out further information if they haven't been a buy-to-let agent to uh, buy, buy-to-let landlord in the past um, or whether they're a tenant and you know just finding out the postcode and things it does seem to be setting up those processes which could be quite easy to do in advance a bit of work at the beginning and then just running with it afterwards yeah and you're going to benefit from it totally but yeah. again it's consistently doing it you know it's understanding that um you're building your letting agency for the long term. It's just not one transaction. You know, how can you get your landlord to be a client for life? How can you get your landlord to be recommended you to all their friends, family, neighbours and colleagues that are also landlords? You know, that's that's the ultimate aim. Understanding that this is for the long term. It's not one transaction. OK, it's not one. It's a lifetime relationship. That's what us as agents should be there to do. No, that's completely true. And obviously, it's like in any business, I suppose, it's always more expensive to get a new customer on board than it is just to keep a current customer, whether it's, uh, um, you know, sort of just a consistent thing, income that's coming in or whether you can upsell and, and offer new opportunities to them. It's, uh, yeah, it just makes sense to obviously apply it to the to the letting business as well. 100%. Well, I think that that's, um, that's a good uh, a good place to wrap up. I think it's uh, we've brought it full full uh, full circle back to the uh, the original question there, looking at the training and so on. And just to finish off, do you have any kind of top tips that you think that we've missed in our conversation? Any of those? I don't know whether you have any quick wins or any um, any other information that you think that agents out there should uh, should take on board. So one final thing I would say is um, video. Okay, so I I will be doing weekly, monthly wraps 
as to what's going on in your letting area. But I would have a call to action at the end. So a lot of people may be using Sprift, Home Search, um, Data Loft, Spectre, all these different um, great tools that are out there. But these tools give complementary marketing reports. So I would have a call to action at the end, you know, just to say, look, if you want a complementary marketing report about your property, click on the link below and you'll get a, you'll get a report from whichever of those providers. But again, that means you're then trying to capture other landlords details as well. That's a, that's a great top tip. And as you say, it is just uh, making sure that you're not missing any of these opportunities as the topic of the podcast is. It's just keeping your eyes uh, eyes peeled and uh, ear to the ground and so on, just to and have a look at your own agency, I suppose. Uh, it, there isn't necessarily one size fits all for everybody. There may be opportunities in your agency that other agents wouldn't necessarily be able to take advantage of. So it's just examining knowing your business as well as um, as well as taking on board your tips, Stephen, as well. Um, for, for all agents. The, the other thing is for anybody listening i'm hoping i can't promise this that i got i'm waiting for a delivery of some books i don't know how many i'm going to get okay but this will be interesting to see how many listeners you have so i am happy to give i've already given 40 away um and it's how a company in australia went from 31 managed properties to over 1750 and um how they sold their business for four million four million pounds i think it was eight million aussie dollars okay so i am willing to give and send a book to anybody who gets in contact with me as long as they make a donation to the laptops of schools so recently i did this and um, another 400 pounds was raised which was incredible and if the donation is a certain amount they may even get a tablet sent to them as well to give to a school of their choice but it does have to start with a five and end in a no. But that's up to that's up to you. It's your choice. But you can have a book um, if I get them. Um, but I'm expecting a delivery at the end of this week. So anybody listening, please, you know, it's a really interesting book to read. I learned loads from it as well. And it's really, really helpful. Now that sounds great. That seems like a good uh, a good deal, I would say. So I'll um, I'll make sure that we pop the the link just uh, just in the show notes, as it were, for this podcast episode as well. Um, thank but you. Uh, thank you very much, Stephen. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I, I think there are definitely some missed opportunities there that the agents can now avoid thanks to listening to this podcast episode. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me to be a guest.